61. Las Manos. Hands. EJ has a gig DJing for a new restaurant. He works every Thursday and Friday night now, so it's usually only me at home. Maxine calls and asks what I'm up to. I tell her, nothing about to take out my braids so that mom can redo my hair. Want some company? Four hands are better than two, she says. I can help you take them out. I'll call my mom and ask if it's okay for Maxine to come over. She doesn't mind. I tell Maxine to come over because I could really use the help. These braids are small and I don't feel like being up all night doing my hair. As soon as I hang up the phone, I realize I just agreed to let Maxine come over and stay a while. I'm used to her stopping by for only a moment to pick me up, maybe look at my new art projects. But to stay for hours at a time? I get anxious about the things she'll see that maybe she hasn't noticed before. Like how the dining room table isn't a real dining room table, and how none of the furniture matches, or how there's a crack in the ceiling, chipped paint on some of the walls. When Maxine gets to my house, I get a brown paper bag, open it, and set it on the floor next to the sofa. I go to the bathroom and return with two small combs, a pair of scissors, and a small squirt bottle full of water. Ready, I ask? Yep. Maxine grabs a throw pillow from the sofa and gives it to me. She sits on the sofa. I sit on the floor, propped up by the pillow between her legs. Maxine holds a handful of braids and clips, the ends with the scissors. We start unbraiding, throwing the used added hair into the bag. After my hair is unbraided, Maxine sprays my hair with water to make it easy to comb through. The mist tickles the back of my neck. She parts my hair into fours and gathers the bottom section in her palm and pulls the comb through my hair. It feels so good to get my hair combed, to feel the teeth raking gently against my scalp. I tie my hair up and clean the living room. Maxine is just about to leave when mom keys to open the door. Hi, Maxine, mom says. Hey, Jade. She kisses me on the cheek. Then she looks at my scarf. You still want me to braid your hair tomorrow? We better get started on taking that down. It's getting late. I take my scarf off. Maxine helped me. Mom looks at me. Well, let me comb it out for you. She did, I tell her. Oh, mom says. Well, that was nice of you, Maxine. Mom's face is smiling, but her voice is not. No problem at all, Maxine says. Mom walks into the kitchen. Well, since you don't need me to do your hair, I guess I'll get dinner started. Unless Maxine already fed you. I haven't eaten yet, I say. I better go so you all can have dinner, Maxine says. Mom comes back into the living room. You don't have to leave, Maxine. Stay for dinner. Oh no, you two haven't seen each other all day. I insist, Mom says. Okay, well thanks. Maxine sits back down. Mom calls up from the kitchen. One of these days I'm going to try to get some of the recipes you give Jade. You'll have to tell me how that goes, Maxine says. I'm still experimenting and learning. Learning what? How to cook? Mom peeks back into the living room. I'm good with salads, Maxine says. But uh, everything else? Nah. Mom laughs. She waves Maxine into the kitchen. Come on in here and let me show you a thing or two, she says. Mom and Maxine start cooking. I ask if I can help, but Mom says I need to finish my homework. So I sit at the table in the kitchen and practice new vocabulary, purposely saying out loud the words that pertain to cooking. To peel, pilar. To cut, cortar. To chop, picar. To add, agregar, incorporar. To mix, mezclar. To combine, combinar. The aroma from mom's chopped herbs and sprinkled spices swims through the house. The pots are shaking to a boil. The oven is warming. I get mom to try a few words, and while I'm teaching mom, she's teaching Maxine what a pinch of that and a dab of this means. While we wait for the food to cook, mom adds in lessons on love, 
and tells Maxine the remedy to a broken heart. Tells her how to move on. Mom looks at me and says, you paying attention? You'll need this one day. 62. Practicar to practice. It's the third Saturday of the month. Maxine and I are on the way to Mia's gallery. The radio is on and we're singing along as loud as we can. When it goes off, Maxine asks, what do you know about that song? That was out when I was in middle school. I laugh. Too many commercials come on, so Maxine changes the station. We get to the gallery just in time for Sabrina's introduction. I'm so honored to be in this space today and so very excited for you all to meet the woman who owns this art gallery, she says. I hope you enjoy this conversation with our host, Mia, one of the few black entrepreneurs on Jackson Avenue. Her gallery opened last year, and we are very fortunate she's giving us her time today. We all cheer and applaud as Sabrina welcomes Mia to the front of the room. Mia speaks about her journey to becoming a business owner. Then she shows us sides of her art gallery when it was just an abandoned building and all the way it's transformed into what it is today. I like to think of this gallery as the people's gallery. That means I curate work that speaks to current issues that is made by artists from marginalized groups. And I also make it a point not to showcase only well-known artists who you may have all learned about in school. I want to introduce audiences to contemporary artists, young artists, black and Latino artists. And so this exhibit is in line with that. Mia points to the walls. I look around the gallery and can't wait to get up close, really study the work. We are surrounded by life-size portraits of black women. They look like if you walk up to the paintings and say hello, they will say hi back to you. They look like regal queens, but also like my next door neighbors. Mia says, this collection is Kynhide Wiley's first series dedicated to African-American women. He's a contemporary artist, and in this work, he uses women from the streets of New York City as inspiration and based the poses off historical portraits by painters like Jacques Louis David and other painters who almost exclusively painted white women. So this is an exciting day for me to be able to share this work, a work celebrating black women, and giving them a place in art history with you all, young black girls, who I hope find your place in this world one day, Mia says. Any questions? A few people ask questions, and then Mia releases us to roam around the space. Sabrina calls out, reminding us to think about what we're feeling and experiencing as we take in the images, because we will close the day with a reflection. I look at the collection up close, taking my time to notice every detail. My favorite portrait is of a woman who is thick like me and dark brown like coffee beans. I can't wait to bring Lily here and mom. Maxine stands next to me. I tell her, I think this might be the best outing we've had. Well, I'm glad to, you, I'm glad to hear that, she says. I wasn't sure you were enjoying yourself. You didn't ask any questions. Oh, that's because I wasn't sure if my question was appropriate to ask right now, I tell her. Maxine laughs. What could you possibly want to know? Her eyebrows arched with suspicion. Nothing bad. I just wanted to know if Mia offers internships. I'd love to work here and learn more about the business of running an art gallery. Oh, you could have totally asked that, she says. Just go over to her and let her know you're interested. I can't do that, I tell her. Yes, you can, Maxine says. I can. I can speak for myself. I walk over to Mia and approach her, and she smiles. Hey, Jade, so good to see you again. Good to see you too, I say. I love this exhibit. I'm so glad. Mia's standing there, normal and casual, with no idea that my heart is pounding on the inside. I, um, really like what you said about why you started your business, I tell her. 
I'd like to learn more. You know, I'm an artist. Yes, Maxine keeps telling me that. I'd love to see some of your work. Maybe I can come by one day and bring a few pieces. I can see Sabrina gathering everyone to close the day. I'm running out of time to ask about the internship. Mia says I can stop by any time, so then I say, maybe I'll come by next week after school. I'd like to talk with you about the possibility of interning here. Do you have internships? I do, Mia tells me. I have two paid internship positions. I'd love for you to work here. Let's talk more about it. In the meantime, I'll get you an application so we can get the process started. Mia walks back and gets into her office. She returns the application in hand. Sabrina calls out, Okay, everybody, we're going to end our day with a closing reflection. I want you all to close your eyes, think about our time together, everything you saw, the information you learned. Now think of one word you're feeling. And once everyone has their word, we'll go around and put those words into the space. The room is silent. I don't need to think hard. My word comes immediately. Inspired. 63. Soledad. Loneliness. How I know Sam's not my friend anymore. No more bus rides to and from school together. When Mr. Flores tells us to choose a partner, she doesn't choose me. Even when something is funny, she doesn't turn to me and laugh. She'd rather hold it in, keep her joy to herself. 64. Opportunidad. Opportunity. Women to Women's second Money Matters workshop has ended, and the guest speaker is bombarded by all the mentees rushing to meet him. Sabrina calls me over to the back of the church, telling me she has something to ask me. As you know, we're having our annual fundraiser soon, and I wanted to know if you'd contribute a piece of art for our auction. Me? Yes, you. We'd love to showcase some student work this year, Sabrina says. You can donate something you already have, or if you want, you can make something new. Of course, I tell her yes. Maxine and I talk about it all the way home. She parked her car at my house before the workshop and we walked over together. When we get to my house, Maxine comes in to say hello to mom. I tell mom about the auction and the first thing she says is, so they're going to make money off of your art? What do you get out of it? I tell her what Sabrina told me. I get exposure. There are going to be a lot of people there, people with money, and you know what could happen. Plus, it helps raise money for us to go on all the outings, and of course, it'll help the scholarship fund. I like being able to say I'm not just getting an opportunity from woman to woman, but that I am helping to keep it thriving. Don't you think that's a good thing? I do, Mom says. I just want to make sure you're okay with it, that it's really something you want to do. Then she looks at Maxine and says, what do you think? You think it's all right for her to do this? Aren't these kind of events fancy and full of rich white folks? I don't want people gawking over her. I mean, I know she's excited about it, but I don't want her to come home feeling like she's been a zoo animal all night. You know what I mean? Maxine nods. I absolutely know what you mean. I've had to participate in my fair share of fundraisers and gala events. I can give her some tips on what to expect, Maxine says, and I'll be there looking out for her, she promises. Well, good. Glad she won't be there by herself, Mom says. And you know, it'll be good for Jade to speak about her work and meet and greet people who are interested in supporting young women. They need to meet her, Maxine explains. Well, Mom says, I guess they do. She smiles so big, bigger than any smile I've seen on her face in a long time. Our little artist is doing big things, huh, Maxine? I like that she said our, like she's okay with sharing me. Mom goes to the kitchen. Maxine, you've been using any of those skills I taught you? Well, you see, what happened was, no excuses, Mom says, laughing and shaking her head. Maxine and I go to the kitchen, too. 
Mom's cutting up a rotisserie chicken. There's a bag of kale sitting on the cutting board and a box of croutons on the countertop. Thought I'd try one of those healthy living recipes, she says. Mom asks Maxine to rinse the kale. I take off the bowls and forks. I set them on the table and ask Maxine, so what's it going to be like? She tells me it's a cocktail party, but of course you won't be drinking, she laughs. I know that's right, Mom says. Maxine tells us, this year the fundraiser will be at Mia's gallery. There'll be a live jazz band and people will mingle and talk and buy art. And towards the end, Sabrina will say a few words about the program. That's all. So I don't have to make a speech or anything, right? No, Maxine says. But since your art is being featured as a student artist, I'm sure folks will want to talk with you. You should think of how you want to represent yourself. Come up with a few things you want to say about your art, about the program, about your goals in life, she tells me. You'll be fine. Just be yourself. 65. Confianza. Confidence. I am the most dressed up I've ever been. Other than these heels Maxine suggested I buy, I'm feeling good. By the end of the night, though, I think I might be limping back home. Maxine helped me pick out my makeup. At first, I didn't want to wear any, but now that she's finished painting my face, I have to admit, I really like it. Okay, my turn, Maxine says. I leave the room and let her have some privacy to get ready. As I wait in the living room, EJ comes home. You got a date or something? He asked. No, EJ, I'm going to a woman-to-woman event, I say. Oh, all right then. I know I've been missing an action a little, but you better not be dating anybody without my knowing. I roll my eyes. You think I'm playing? Maxine comes out of my bedroom, all transformed out of her jeans and t-shirt. EJ looks her up and down. You sure you're not going out on a double date? Maxine laughs. What kind of mentor would I be, she asked. Just checking. I mean, you two are looking real nice, EJ says. Thanks, EJ, I say. But I think it's ridiculous that you think I could only be dressed up for a guy. Well, you look beautiful, whoever it's for. I think for a moment, and then I tell him. It's for me. Once we get to the fundraiser, I don't feel as out of place as I thought I would. That prep time with Maxine paid off. She was right about it all, except she forgot about the part about how good the food would be, how the waiters would walk around bringing you tray after tray of huge shrimp and stuffed mushrooms. Maxine didn't tell me how I'd feel like some kind of celebrity, the way everyone keeps coming up to me and asking, are you the young lady who made that art piece? It's lovely. They swarm around my framed art, hovering at the wall like bees, making bids for the silent auction and walking away, then coming back again to see if anyone else has made a bid. I can't believe people are going back and forth about who wants to buy something I made. There's so much happening all at once. Music from the jazz ensemble playing in the background. Servers coming up to me every few seconds with a new offering. I'm standing with Maxine and a woman named Gina, who's one of the board members of Woman to Woman. I love your work, Gina says to me. She is a short white woman with black hair. We talk for a while about art because she used to paint when she was younger. I don't do it much as I'd like to, but I pull out my brushes every now and again. She tells me. Gina gives me her card. I'd love to talk with you more about your future plans for college. Keep in touch. Another couple walks up to us. They're holding hands and everything about them looks expensive. Even the smiles on their faces. They give me compliments and ask me what school I go to and what colleges I'm interested in. And what I like about woman to woman. I answer their questions and tell them, the thing I like most about these programs is, the, is that the mentors and the program director really listen. They're all looking at me and smiling and drinking their wine and then smiling some more. I get what mom meant by feeling like I'm on display. But Maxine was right too. If I'm going to be on display, I might as well use the opportunity to say something worthwhile. 
So when the man with the perfect smile asks, and what have you learned? I tell him I've learned I don't have to wait to be given an opportunity, but that I can make an opportunity and use my voice to speak up for what I need and want. The man with the perfect smile says, my, I am so impressed. You're so articulate, so well-spoken, and before he can finish his sentence, Gina cuts him off. What did you expect, she asks. She says this with a forced grin on her face, a tone in her voice that is trying to hide its irritation. She stands closer to me, almost shielding me from him. Woman to woman is full of talented, smart, passionate young women from all over the city. The man's face tenses up, and I don't know what to do. Thankfully, Maxine is standing next to me. She steps forward a bit and says, yes, I'm so lucky to work with them. Just then, one of the servers comes up to us. Stuff mushrooms, anyone? We each take one, and there's barely time for the awkwardness to settle in because Sabrina takes the mic and makes a short speech. At the end of the night, the winner of the auction comes up to me, smiling, my piece in his hands. He's a tall brown man with a watch on his wrist that says he could buy all of the art at this auction and not miss a dime. My name is Andrew, and I'm very glad to be the new owner of this piece of art. I hear you're the artist. I shake his hand, firm, like Maxine taught me. My name is Jade. I've got my eye on you, he says. I hope to see more work from you in the future. Do you have more pieces like this? Oh no, I tell him. I created this especially for this event. Maxine clears her throat, giving me a glance, nudging me to say more. Right now I'm working on a series of collages about police brutality against unarmed black women and men. I also tell him about my pieces on York and Lewis and Clark, and my vision to make beauty out of everyday things, to find beauty in the disregarded. Andrew says, the world is in for a big awakening once you really get your work out there. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a business card. If there's any way I can help you, shoot me an email. Throughout the night, guests keep coming up to me and congratulating me and handing me their business cards. Maxine smiles at me. Hold on to those cards you're getting. Follow up tomorrow. Okay. I slide them into my purse, which is only big enough for my lip gloss, mints, house keys, and these cars. Sabrina motions for Maxine to come over and talk with one of the board members. I stay behind, looking at the space on the wall where my art was. I think about these people who don't even know me, but want to support me. I'm feeling seen and heard.